This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Dog lovers, welcome to Dr. Cat Gone to the Dogs. I'm your host, Dr. Catherine Prim, and I'm a small animal veterinarian and dog lover. So I know that you all out there are doing internet searches to find out the best ways to care for your dog and to find out more information about health and what to feed. But there are certainly some cautions. And so today I have a special guest, Eric Garcia. Eric is the founder of a company called Simply Done Tech Solutions, and he helps me make sure that my website and my social media content and all of the things that I do has valuable information in it. And and so I thought he would be the perfect guest to talk with us today about safe searching for pet information on the internet. And we will be right back with Eric Garcia after these messages. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Pick up two tubes of Doggo Suds. Get the third tube free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Doggo Sud shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. Great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Doggo Suds. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Dr. Cat Gone to the Dogs on Pet Life Radio. So I have with me, as I mentioned, Eric Garcia, the internet guru. Welcome, Eric. Hi, Dr. Prem. I'm super excited to be here today. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's great. So we all have cell phones, smartphones, tablets, computers, and we're all constantly searching for information to make our lives better and to make the lives of our dogs better. So I wanted to kind of talk with you about what is a good place to start when you're looking for pet care information. Yeah, absolutely. So I think the best place to start, there are a few different places that have great resources that you should consider. Um, First and foremost, uh, the obvious answer for me would be to check with your veterinarian. If you come across something uh, that you have a question about when it comes to the care of your pet, um, certainly you can go online, but anything that you end up finding, I think you need to run across with your veterinarian or your veterinary professionals to make sure that you get their advice. Oftentimes, your veterinary practice, uh, their own website will have a great resource center. Um, it is not uncommon to find great information about how to prevent illness when it comes to your pets, so having great information about preventive care. But then there's also great uh, advice on your own veterinarian's websites oftentimes when it comes to managing a certain illness. Many times your veterinarian might have an app as well. So contact your veterinarian, see if they have an app within the app. uh, You know, we're all smartphone users, you kind of alluded to that. And we want information at our fingertips. And if your veterinarian has an app, that is one great place to be able to go and access good information. And in addition to that, looking at pro-veterinary resources, um, looking at uh, associations within the veterinary world that have great content, such as the American Veterinary Medical Association, which is a great place for pet owners to go to to read advice that has been thoroughly vetted by 
uh, not just an individual veterinarian with one opinion, but by the greater veterinary community. But I'd even argue this is that even, you know, when we read something in our own practices, websites or uh, anywhere online, uh, even if it comes from a trusted source, at the end of the day, your veterinarian should become the authority when it comes to your pets. Uh, because if you think about it, not all pets are the same. Um, and your own pet is a, of a certain breed, a certain age, sex, and might have pre-existing conditions that they're susceptible to. And so it's important to have a, an open conversation with your veterinarian about the information that you're ultimately seeking at the day, at the end of the day. But uh, definitely uh, check your, your pro-veterinary resources first to satisfy that craving and that hunger for information that you seek. Well, I think AVMA is an excellent resource. And also the American Animal Hospital Association is another good one where it's a group of veterinarians that kind of peer review each other. And uh, we make a really big effort to make sure that all of our content on Pet Life Radio is also kind of peer reviewed and presented by veterinarians. So there are certainly resources out there and you just want to make sure that it is content that is based on science and actual medical advice. Absolutely. So what about internet security? Because we think of our personal information. There's a lot of talk about that kind of thing. So so what do you think when you're searching for stuff about your pets? Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to uh, internet security and it comes to searching for information about your pet, I think it's important to understand how the information is used um, and how that the information that you're seeking on social media about pet care um, is then used in return to to try to satisfy that information that it is that you're looking for. Um, so to kind of explain this a little bit more uh, and then to give you an actual example of what this looks like, we know that when we're surfing on the internet, let's just say Facebook, for example, for instance, we know that they gather all of the information about what we search for, what we're posting, the postings that we engage with, and even the websites that we visit from within Facebook. And they use all of that information to create a profile about who we are. And, uh, you know, Facebook's a free service. And so in order to make money, they monetize selling that data about our each individual unique patterns when we are engaging on social media. And so oftentimes when they resell this information, they're reselling it to an agency, to a company, to a marketing firm to be able to create targeted campaigns that are essentially uh, fit our profile. So, for example, let's just say, you know, I'm a dog owner and let's say that I was engaging with a lot of great dog content on social media. But recently I was I was engaging with information about maybe perhaps what I should feed my dogs on uh, Facebook. So maybe content that I was engaging with that was around that Facebook will sell that profile, my profile to a company that is looking to create an advertising campaign that answers that question that I seek uh, the answer to, which is what I should feed my pet. So oftentimes what I'll end up seeing, you know, quote unquote, randomly is maybe perhaps an ad show up on my Facebook page about uh, dog food that I should feed my dogs. And they know that based off of how I was engaging with previous postings. And so I might look at that and say, well, here's my answer and consider that something that was given to me specifically because of whatever reason, I might look at that and think it's automatically true and I should, you know, do this with my pets. Um, so that information, that data privacy is a real concern for a lot of people. So a few things that you can do. One is it, be aware about how this information is used. Um, it's not coincidence what we end up seeing on social media. It's not coincidence the results that we get on Google. It's all built around our each individual unique profile and how we're searching. At the end of the day, I tell people if, if you're not comfortable with this, um, then then understand that you know 
know, in exchange, you have to discontinue the use of that service. But ultimately, you do have some control over the information that, that's shared as well. So for example, within your Facebook uh, account, if you go into your security and logins setting, you'll be able to uh, see uh, the type of inf information that's being collected about you. And you can limit some of it, not all of it. Obviously, there are some non-negotiable things um, uh, out there. But you can also see who has access to your profile as well. A lot of times when we complete quizzes online or if we enter in contests on social media, when we enter those contests and we complete those quizzes, as a part of that process, we're being asked if we authorize these companies or these profiles to access our kind of history, our own unique profile that we've created online. And when you say yes, um, they indefinitely have access to how you engage with certain content online. So within Facebook, if you go to a section called authorized logins, you'll be able to see all of the different profiles that have access to your account. And if there's one that you no longer want to have access to, you can very easily uncheck that. This is something I do with my own mom. <laughs> my mom's kind of a victim of, of anything on the internet. And, and so I go in there occasionally and just unload all of these companies and these pages that she's authorized access to because she didn't know any better. Well, I think that on social media, there is a little bit of a danger and I see it because I kind of watch these things, but there are all kinds of little groups like a certain breed of dogs has a group and, and someone will be the admin for the group and will be handing out information and it may or may not be actually good information. I know there were some internet rumors about vaccines causing all these horrible things. And on the flip side, there were also rumors about daily household things that can cure cancer and all of, of that kind of stuff. So I want my listeners to be very skeptical. What is in it for the person telling you this information? And, and I know that you know a little bit about clickbait and panic headlines, and I want to hear your take on that as well. Yeah. So, so oftentimes when let's talk about kind of uh, information that's shared in groups, a lot of times these people who run these groups, what's in it for them is the more people that they get within that group, the more kind of clout and credibility that they can end up having with people who are often trying to sell something, uh, whether it be a service or a product for pets. And so, you know, sometimes when we end up seeing these administrators of these groups that are recommending certain products or certain services for pets, they're not doing it oftentimes because they genuinely feel that it's in the best interest of, of your dog. They're doing it because they've developed a relationship with the specific company and uh, that link that they're sharing to purchase something, oftentimes they get a, a nominal amount of money for every sale. Sometimes some groups are so big that they'll just out flat out uh, pay someone uh, a substantial amount of money to to just even mention the product. We know that this is not only true on Facebook, but we also know that it's true on Instagram. So I always tell you know pet owners and, and even my own family members and friends be very very cautious of that because oftentimes one it's it's not a an actual expert that's making a recommendation for a product, and two they're probably doing this because they're going to make money in the end. Now, when it comes to the clickbait within groups and clickbaits are often headlines that instill some sort of fear in people about something that that the, the sole intent behind that in most cases is to get those clicks. The more that you click on a posting to either watch a video or to to read an article that has lured you in from an individual company, the more often that we click on those postings, the more that we're showing Facebook that we're interested in what that person or company has to say. 
And so in order to ensure that we're seeing more content come from that company, we need to engage with their content. And so one of the strategies that has been given to many places on on social media, many companies, many profiles, is to lure people in by instilling fear in what we call clickbait. So they'll have one or two sentences that says something along the lines of, you should feed your dog this because it will prolong your dog's life you know, by 50% or something wild like that. As a dog owner, I'm going to look at that. I'm going to say, well, what is it that I need to give my dog to make my dog live longer? So they lure me in and I might end up reading something that, you know, is is very basic knowledge, something that I know, or I might end up reading something that, that can actually cause more harm to my pet and they're misleading me into uh, believing this product. And so um, it's extremely dangerous. I think that the best place to go to to learn more about just great information, not only about how to care for your pet, but to determine if there's actually something that we should be fearful of or something that we should be panicking about, follow your veterinarian on social media. You know, at the end of the day, if they're panicking about something, then that, yeah, you should probably panic too. But most of the time, all of these uh, articles, all of this clickbait, the, the sole intent is just to get that click at the end of the day and the information it fails to deliver, if you will. Well, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with Eric Garcia and find out a little bit more about who do you trust on the internet? It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com Welcome back to Dr. Cat Gone to the Dogs on Pet Life Radio. So we're having a really enlightening conversation with Eric Garcia about internet searching for pet care information. And you mentioned that really your own veterinarian is your best resource. And I'm not all of my listeners own personal veterinarian, but I do try to be a good resource. And I try to, well, I'm not selling anything, first of all. And I try to serve as kind of the voice of reason when it comes to these sorts of things. Do you have any other examples, Eric, of things that you have seen that you kind of wanted to click on? Yeah. So I'll tell you, there's just from a marketing perspective, there's a lot of conversation going on right now about what we should be feeding pets. And I'll tell you, there's been content that's come across my Facebook page about the fact that I should be feeding my dog a grain-free, gluten-free diet that has the added coconut oil to it. And they lure me into this by saying, you know, are you feeding your pet the same quality food that you're eating? And so I'm like, well, I don't know, am I? And I go ahead and click on it. And certainly it's just an ad. It's an article, but it's it's essentially an ad for a certain product. And I'll tell you, you know, as a marketer, 
you know, I, I see right through that and I know better because a lot of that has to do with creative marketing. And that's what clickbait really also is at the end of the day is it intended to get you to read something with most of the time, the sole intent of selling you into something using creating marketing tactics. And if we even just use that, you know, that example of, of what you should feed your pet. A lot of the diets that are being brought to the forefront of pet owners in the form of advertising campaigns, both on Facebook and on social media, all have to do with hitting those trends of what we're seeing in our own life, right? So what's a big trend in our own life? You know, coconut oil is great to cook with. What's a big trend in our life? Seeing all natural gluten-free, grain-free types of foods. Um, And so what happens is these marketing companies for these products end up monopolizing on the fact that we respond well to that in our own lives, that they go ahead and they market certain products within the pet health sector uh, the same way uh, without any substantial evidence, without actually having proof that the approach to to what it is that they're selling and what they're, the claims that they're making are actually true. So it, it's a little scary. And so I think that, again, you know, this is why I think we'll, we'll both reiterate this is, you know, when you come across something that sounds too good to be true, it might be and you should contact your veterinarian to have that conversation about that. Yeah, I think you get what you pay for and social media and internet searches are free. And so you have to be a little bit skeptical. And and I know it sounds a little bit self-serving coming from me as a veterinarian, but your veterinarian's success is tied in with your pet's health and longevity. And so they have a vested interest in making sure that you get good information. So if your veterinarian tells you something, it is so much more trustworthy than anything that you could find on the internet. It absolutely is. And, you know, I I think if we take an opportunity as, as pet owners to to also educate ourselves about some of the dangers of these these trends that we're seeing on the internet. It's rather scary. And that's one of the things that I try to teach veterinary practices as well is, you know, let's, uh, you know, as a veterinary community, educate pet owners about showing the very, the very consequences of pet owners that are reading things online, uh, believing them and uh, end up causing harm to their pets. Because for me, as someone who, who focuses on helping veterinarians do that, Dr. Prim, I am overly cautious and extremely scared about anything that I read on the internet because I see it firsthand from veterinary practices all over the globe, the very sad things that are happening to pets because of advice that's being heated on the internet. I agree. And and the animal can't say that it suffered, but but the animal is the one that suffers. So very, very valuable information. I think at the end of the day, your own veterinarian is your best resource. And other resources, if you need a little more information, might include places like the AVMA or the American Animal Hospital Association, Pet Life Radio, places that have groups of veterinarians that kind of check into the science behind the information. So, Eric, thank you so much for taking time out to teach my dog-loving listeners how to be safe on the internet today. Thank you, Dr. Prem. It was truly a pleasure, and hopefully we've been able to provide some great advice about how to better safely search online. Oh, I think we have. And I also want to thank my amazing producer, Mark Winter, for helping me make Dr. Cat Gone to the Dogs on Pet Life Radio a good resource for all of my dog-loving listeners. Go out and raise the rough. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.